Do you want to stay more focused on the right goals in your life or even just figure out what the right goals are for you? Do you want clarity? Do you want better work-life balance? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Success Through Failure. Welcome to the Success Through Failure podcast, the show that reveals failure as your path to success. You'll listen to intriguing interviews with some of the most successful people on the planet and learn how their failures became a launchpad for success and how yours can too. Here's your host, former Division I All-American wrestler, former Division I head coach, speaker, and personal coach, Jim Harshaw. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. Today, I bring you Jaden Cox. Ever since I finished my career as a Division I All-American athlete, I longed for not only the clarity of purpose that I had as an athlete, but also the accountability that comes with aspiring for big goals with a team of like-minded people. Then I discovered mastermind groups. Masterminds are small groups of like-minded people who get together either in person or over Skype or just over the phone to provide support, feedback, and advice to other members of the group. So I dove in and I learned all I could about mastermind groups and then I finally launched my own. And the change was instant. I regained the accountability of being part of a group of like-minded, hardworking individuals who hold me to a higher standard. My mastermind group helps me get feedback and advice and even validation when I'm making big, big decisions in my life. And I have clarity and focus and accountability again, just like when I was an athlete. I've now facilitated dozens of high performers in mastermind groups. I'm talking Olympians and MBAs and neurosurgeons and professional athletes and and entrepreneurs and lots of others. I've taken everything you need to know to start your own mastermind group and I put it into a short 10-page ebook titled The Quick and Easy Guide to Starting Your Own Mastermind Group in 30 Days or Less. Grab a copy of this free ebook by going to jimharshawjr.com slash mastermind. That's jimharshawjr.com slash mastermind. Jaden was a three-time NCAA champion wrestler at the University of Missouri, a 2016 Olympic bronze medalist, a 2017 world bronze medalist, and has recently been crowned king of the world, 2018 world champion. And, you know, having been around the sport for such a long time, I have a lot of friends and acquaintances who have won world and Olympic medals who I could invite on the show. It's just the nature of my having been so deeply involved in the sport for for so long. They're world-class performers in their own right. And I I don't invite most of them on the podcast though. Uh, But Jaden is different. His story isn't your typical journey to the top of the world. If there is such a thing as a typical journey to the top of the world, but I know that his story will resonate you with you in the same way that it resonated with me, which is why I've invited him to the podcast. And for the listener, if you don't have time to listen to this entire episode or if you hear something you like but you don't have time to write it down, make sure you grab your free copy of the action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. Jaden, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Jim. It's awesome to be here. You know, I've been following your career for a long, long time. Um, any wrestling fans out there who are listening know who you are. But why don't you, for for everybody else, why don't why don't you give us a little bit of introduction? Tell us just just kind of a thirty thousand foot view of your life. You know, where you grew up, uh, and kind of how you know the short version of how you got from there to where you're at now. Well, I grew up in uh, Columbia, Missouri. 
and uh, I stayed in Columbia, Missouri throughout my my uh, basically my whole life till I was 23 years old. Um, you know, I went to the University of Missouri, had a you know a great experience there, um, both on and off the mat um, overall, and um, you know I had a lot of people, I made a lot of friendships and a lot of a lot of lifelong um, I don't know lifelong friends that that have, uh, you know, touched my life or been a part of my journey. Um, and then after that, you know, then I stayed, actually, I graduated and I stayed at Mizzou and, and coached for a year. Um, and then I've just wanted to focus on my, um, on my athletics and I needed to, it's a little bit hard to do coaching and being an athlete. So, um, I had a relationship with Kevin Jackson and you talk about, you know, getting, being, you know, so involved with the sport. When, if you get involved with the sport, you're going to make meet people in, in, in good places. So, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, uh, to uh, have met Kevin Jackson a couple of years ago. Another gold medalist. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, and he get off, you know, he threw out the offer for me to come to the, to the, um, to the Springs. And, um, I also, you know, coach Dadek and I have a really good relationship for the last couple of years being on, on a team and him being the coach. So, um, you know, he was all on board and, um, I came out to Colorado, and now I'm I'm training out here and um, looking to excel and continue to excel. So for the listener, uh, so Jaden's living now in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center. Um, Kevin Jackson was a gold medalist, uh, Bill Zadek, world champion for the United States as well. He's the national team coach, and so he's in uh, an amazing environment out there. Now, Jaden, you grew up in Columbia, Missouri. You wrestled for Mizzou in Columbia, Missouri, close to home. And you're, you know, right out of college, you started um, training, or I'm started, you know, coaching and, and stayed there coaching and training in Columbia. And so, you know, you didn't travel too far outside of that in terms of school, you know, growing up, going to school there, first job there. Now right. you're traveling and competing around the world. You just won your first world championship recently in Budapest. How has your world perspective changed having? sort of, you know, grown up in one place and gone to school in one place and and now you're 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 traveling all around the planet, wrestling in in all kinds of different places. How is your how has that impacted your your perspective of the world? Um you know, I think more so I think I think one is like I'm I'm grateful for for where I where I live. You know, I've seen some places um that aren't as fortunate and also I also I just kinda like the way things work. Um here in the states uh, compared to other countries um so i mean i I mean that changed i mean as far as people though like that didn't my thoughts on people really didn't change i've always seen people as people you know i'm i'm pretty i'm a pretty open book slash accepting person um so like as long as you know you have respect and can hold yourself with respect and treat others with the same then i'm usually gonna like you um so i mean with people i mean that's kind of how i carried myself all throughout, um, traveling the world. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was, uh, was to take that mentality and make sure I carry it with me everywhere I went. Um, because I, I realized that in, in getting to travel the world, I also didn't do, get a stage that expands so much further. And how do I want to represent or be represented on that stage, um, is important. And, um, and I realized that with my platform that I can, um, I can actually, you know, I can influence people's lives and I can, I can do stuff that, that means something that matters, even if that's the smallest act of kindness, you know, I can do all those things. So I think that was the biggest thing. But, um, as far as that, I mean, mostly just how things operate 
in our country compared to others. I mean, that was the biggest thing that, that changed my mind. Um, that, that was like different for me. You know, one of the reasons that, that like your, your personality resonates with a lot of people who ever listen to you or watch you in an interview is, is just your, your, you're so authentic and you're so genuine. Um, is it important to you sort of what you just talked about in terms of, you know, these acts of kindness and having this platform and influencing people's lives? And, um, is that, is that part of who you are? I mean, I think it's kind of, you know, obviously kind of, I think I know the answer to that to, 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 to some level, but, um, I guess tell us a little bit about that, where that came from. Um, well, I mean, I guess it came from what, like I was raised, you know, how I was raised, um, you know, experiences in my life where, 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 and also just like, I think it wouldn't even have to be in a, in a way that does like, Oh, well, my experiences, but like, you know, I think everyone in their lifetime has at one point in time been put down or had their experience where they were the one being um, targeted or something like that. Anything like that, where they're, where they're just the ones who are, you know, the, the, the bottom half to somebody else. And I, and if they know how that feels, then, you know, then I, w- I don't know why you wouldn't want to change that. If not, you know, don't let other people experience that. So I think for me, that, I think that's, that's a big thing. I don't, I don't want to put anybody down. I'll put myself above nobody. I don't, I don't, I don't put anyone below me. I don't look down on anyone. Um, that's not my goal. So, I, but I think it's how I was raised. And also, like, like I said, the personal experiences of, of feeling that way. Like I wouldn't want that for nobody else. So you've, felt that way? I mean, was there a time in your life when you, you know, you felt others maybe put themselves ahead of you, that sort of thing? Well, I think, I don't, I don't know if it's so much like, there's a difference. I think, you know, um, see, I, I think the term put down is a little bit better than put ahead because putting ahead means like, you know, you're ahead of me. I can run and catch you. But like, if you put yeah. me down, like, I think, I think, uh, cause I don't have a problem with people pulling ahead. Cause if you earn the right to put yourself ahead of me, if you earn that, right, if you, if you did the work to get ahead of me, then that's, that's you doing that. But if you are taking the time out of your day to put somebody down, that's ridiculous, you know. And I think everyone's experienced that, whether it be with a bully, whether it be with, with uh, you know, maybe even an argument that you've gotten in and you've done or you've said something that you knew would put someone onto to the ground or you would hit them hard. Like, it's just, you know, we all have experiences like that. So I have no problem with people going out and making themselves better and, and striving to be better, um, to move forward. What I don't appreciate are those who then get forward and then push people further down. That's, that's something that really irritates me. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we talked a little bit about your world perspective. Um, is there a favorite place that you've traveled to around the world? Uh, favorite place that I've traveled to. Um, that's a hard one. Um, I would probably have to say Paris is pretty awesome. I, I've never been, and so getting to go to Paris and experience what it was like there, um, getting to see the Eiffel Tower, something that I've only either seen pictures of or miniature little towers on people's desks. Um, it was pretty cool to experience that. Um, the people were really nice, and just the culture around it was, was very lively. Like I just really enjoyed my time there. Yeah, awesome. And so you're known, I think, to most people as you know, a great wrestler, but you have a lot of other talents too. You're a singer songwriter. Uh, a few years ago, I remember showing my kids your performance when you sang, uh, your song one more 
at a University of Missouri fundraising event. And this was a, not an athletics event. It was a university-wide event from what I understand. And I wanted to right. show my kids that you're not just in the box that you, that you think you're in, right? You're not just a wrestler or you're not just a soccer player or you're not just a piano player or you're not just a science kid. And I'm like kind of going through my, my, my kids now, you know, thinking about each one of them. Right. And like you're not just that. Uh, you are more than any one thing. Um, where does your sort of varied interest and background and maybe your musical talent come from? Um, well, I think my, my all my family's really played an instrument or done something musically. You know, my my brother Zach played the drums. Um, and my brother Dre played the uh, trumpet. And, oh no, I'm sorry, French horn. He'll get a, he'll get mad at me for messing that <laughs> up. But I'm not much of a I'm not much of a wind instrument player, so um, so he played the French horn um, and, and was in band, and I was in orchestra, and and so we all like we all you know picked up an instrument at one point in time. Um, you know, I just think that for us, we we wanted to open more doors, you know, because maybe maybe you know one thing, you know, I just I just think if you have more doors to walk through, I mean that's a good thing, so. Uh, maybe like we had an interest in something or we wanted to, to push something further. It so happened that, you know, we all liked wrestling a little bit more, um, you know, and, and so then we continued, um, continued on with that. Um, but we all did a bunch of things. You know, I played baseball, football, my brothers uh, played football and, and, and baseball and basketball. So, I mean, we all did a bunch of different things. We just, um, just to see what, what we had a passion for, I guess. Is that important, do you think, for people to have multiple interests interest in, in sort of multiple outlets? Because certainly wrestling's an outlet for you. It seems like music's an outlet for you. Is that right? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's fine for someone to have multiple outlets. Um, I just think that when it comes to excelling at them and, and trying to be the best you can be at each one, um, that you have to be able to commit to what it takes to do that in each craft that you are... Um, that you are putting your time towards. Like, so you have to be able to ask yourself, am I going to be willing to do what it takes to excel at this, at this, um, at this sport or at this activity or, or this, or this instrument. Um, it really just depends on, on, on your commitment level on whether or not you're willing to, to do what it takes. Uh, and that's really what it comes down to. And when you're honest with yourself and you realize either that, okay, well, I can't commit fully to this or I can't commit fully to that. Um, you know, then then that's when you start not necessarily eliminating things, but you start focusing on on things that you you say you're like I want to do this and I want to commit to this, and you can still find ways to make other things a part of your life. You know, like for instance, like music for me, it is not it does not nearly take up nearly as much time for me as wrestling does for sure. I mean, wrestling takes up majority of my my hours throughout the day, so but still, music is definitely a a strong part of me, and I and I go towards it and I, and I, and I, and I involve myself in activity as much as I can when I can, um, you know, so it can still be a part of your life, even though it may not be as major of a part as maybe you'd like, or, or maybe, um, you know, you having to take time away to, to excel towards something else that you have more of a passion for. The song one more. Did you write that? Yes. Tell us about that song. I, I wrote, so um, that was hard, man. I was, uh, you know, trying to write a song to represent over thirty-something thousand people um, 
on a campus, it is it is definitely it is definitely a difficult task. And I remember went around asking people about what you know what they thought of Mizzou, or or I try to think of things we had in common, especially from athlete to student. Um, I know sometimes in some places and in some situations that there are, you know, there's people have that divide between a student athlete and a student um, just because of things, whether it be because of scholarship money and whatnot. And I've no, I've gotten in debates, you know, they're always getting going to those like, I don't know, sociology classes, getting the debates about whose who's life's harder and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so, so trying to figure <laughs> out what to say to put it all together um, you know, so I went around and asked people, you know, and I asked my friends, um, you know, I even, even some of the things said, you know, got lyrics from friends and stuff too. Like, you know, it's just like, all right, that's, that's something that can be in there. Like it just kind of sparked ideas and, and, uh, you know, put it together and, and I already had kind of a guitar kind of riff to go with it. Um, actually I remember some, some nights with uh, my roommates at the time, we would st- they would stay up and like, kind of, I'd have them listen and then like. I kind of bounce off ideas with them and like kind of have them help me out because it's just like, it's more than, it's easy to write a song, whether it's from your own perspective or about yourself, but it's hard to do it when you have to write it for multiple, let alone thousands of people. Yeah, I can imagine. And for the listener, uh, I'm going to, we'll do a quick YouTube search and find the link for that. Cause I know it's on YouTube. I actually just watched it again yesterday, preparing for this interview. And uh, so we'll grab the link to that and put that in the action plan. So if you want to watch Jaden sing, it's, it's amazing with an acoustic guitar. Uh, it's just an incredible performance. It's an incredible song. It's just awesome. So you've got to watch it. So uh, just go to Jim com slash action and uh, grab your copy of the action plan. And I'll have a link in there. So Jaden, you uh I also saw a recent interview with you where you conducted the interview in sign language on a local news station. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um so I was at uh, uh in Columbia and uh Andrew Kaufman asked me to come in station and do an interview. Um so I I I uh lost a hearing in my left ear when I was in a sophomore in college. And, um, so I was taking uh, ASL classes and, um, and, uh, I remember Dr. Logan, well, Stephanie Logan is her name was my professor and she was fully, uh, fully deaf and she taught a class with us. And, um, I met some really good friends, uh, like Hayden Crystal. Um, I, I met, uh, um, and another friend, um, Laura that, you know, we, we, you know, just hit it off and like, I explained to them what was happening what was going on. And, um, you know, they took me under their wing and they, they taught me, you know, as much as they could. And I remember I was sitting in classes and I was taking, I'd be taking notes on, on what, uh, on what Stephanie would be signing or anyone would be signing because Stephanie would, 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 uh, would mouth the words of when she, when she signed. So then like, I'd be, I'd be writing down, you know, different signs that she was, um, signing, even though she wasn't teaching them, but she was using them. And like, I would just keep practicing. And then I would go hang out with Hayden and Laura and keep practicing with them. And, uh, it was really cool though, because with them taking me under the wing, I got to experience things that I never did or never would. And, um, you know, I got to, um, you know, be part of a, a community that, and, and be part of an experience, a community that, um, more than likely I probably would never would have even, um, I probably might not have, you know, gotten, you know, jumped into it. Um, 
had this not happened. So it was a difficult time because I had to, had to overcome some fears. I had to overcome, um, you know, the reality of what was happening. And um, it was a scary moment, but then they, they really helped me see with the beauty of the deaf community and, and the people that are involved in it. Um, it was definitely, it definitely took away what I was feeling or how I was feeling in that. Yeah. And in college, you, you've also said that, that you've hit rock bottom and there's a great flow wrestling documentary about you and your career. And one of the pieces of that is, uh, you, you talked about that moment when you hit rock bottom in college. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I had, uh, I just like, experienced a lot in my life. You know, I'm 20, I'm 23, but you know, I've, I've experienced quite a bit and, um, you know, sadly to say, I've experienced some things that some people, and I wouldn't wish on anybody and that I hope that I wish that nobody had to experience, you know? And so with those being part of my, my life and, and, uh, I guess you want to say my journey as well. You know, I, I, I hit a low point with that. And it's, it's funny. Cause you know, you talk about, we always talk about to be tough and stuff. And, you know, for me, like it was just, I'm not going to, I'm going to bury everything, you know? Um, and just like everything else, it gets dug up at some point and, um, and eventually, and it comes back stronger when you're dealing with, with issues, especially within yourself. And when you're battling, battling yourself with certain situations, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's usually sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, because it's, it's hard to change the viewpoint of yourself with yourself, especially when you're that low. Um, but it's something that I definitely had to work on. But I remember just, uh, feeling a hopelessness, like a, a darkness, you know, and even worse, you know, a, a worthlessness, you know, I, I felt worthless. I felt like, uh, I didn't, I didn't, in this world, I didn't have a slot, you know, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have a place in this world. It wasn't for me. And neither, and even then, like even further than that, you know, I didn't feel like I deserved one. And, um, I just, I just really put myself down and, and then like, you know, I, I remember I'd have times where I would be thinking to myself about all this, all the stuff that happened, like what, and my own mind telling me like, what good are you? Like asking all these questions, like, and like telling yourself that, you know, you're pathetic and this and that, and it just keeps on going and spiraling and spiraling to the point where it's just kind of like you, you agree with it at some point. And like, it starts off small, like you start off trying to fight it and, and if not fight it, you start off trying to, to bury it. And for a while that works. But each time that it gets dug up again, it 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 it, 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 it infects you more and more and more, and to the point where you're just uh, you finally believe it, and and it then you find yourself like, well, this is what I could do to to be rid of this, um, and it's almost like you you don't have, uh, and it's just kind of like, I know people are always like, well, you need to go to people and stuff. Well, sometimes in those in those moments, I know like you don't feel like you're you're worth it though. You don't feel like you're worth the time even, you know. Um, and also on top of that, like I'm a person I, I tend to think of others before myself, which is also why sometimes things kind of catch up to me. It's not so much that I bury them; it's just I get lost in trying to do stuff for everybody else so much that um, I lose track of what I need for myself. So it's just like you go in and you try to, you know, in. And so like, you don't want to burden people. Right. So like, that's one thing you like, you don't want to be a, 
you know, be a hardship to somebody or anything. So, um, and also on top of that, like whenever you feel like something's wrong with you, I think one of the things that people dislike a lot is that when you know something's wrong with you and you know something's wrong in general, and the last thing you want at that point when you're already putting yourself down is for other people, the fear of other people seeing that something's wrong with you too mm. and treating you as such. So then you don't, so then you don't reach out because then you have those fears, you have those thoughts and, and then you, and then to get to the point where, you know, where you're doing things or you're, you're doing things without even thinking about them. And like, you know, whether it be you know, self-harm, whether it be, you know, you're doing stuff with drugs, whether it be, you know, you, know, you turn to alcohol, whether it be, you know, you, even like my case, you want to step out in the traffic in your life, you know, you do things because then at that point, your own mind closed the doors that weren't locked for you. You know, they, it, it locked everything else. You did it yourself. And it's hard though, because in a way you did do it at the same time, you know, it was almost like your body, your mind, your body, and everything's going to do what it thinks it's best for itself. And sometimes it's, it's lying to you. What you think is best is actually a lie. Um, you know, but, but you will do what it will, what you think you need to, to defend yourself. Um, and then I think also on top of that, like, I think in going through that experience, it really helped me to prioritize what, uh, you know, what I, what I was feeling and, and how to handle things, you know, and and even now to this day, you know, I still struggle to open up to people about, about things or to, to talk about how I really feel. Um, especially when it comes to more in-depth, um, conversations, um, you know, it's something that, that is still a struggle, but something that, that is a, that is a practice that I still push towards because, um, no matter how painful it may be, because I think the worst pain is asking someone to talk about the issues, you know, to live it up. Cause like thinking about them, saying in your mind is one thing, but then having to say it out loud and hear the words come out of your own mouth. That's a whole nother thing. You know, it's a, it's a whole different kind of demon. Um, and what you don't realize is through that pain and through that reflection or through that admittance that you're going to go through is that the light at the end of the tunnel, the relief and the freedom that you get from it. Cause it's almost like letting it out. Yes, it is painful, but letting it out is almost kind of like letting out weight, you know, taking the weight off your shoulders, you know, and, uh, and re- releasing you from, from chains that have been, you know, holding you down and, and holding you back. Jay, and I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I know it's not something that's easy to share. And in a, in a second here, I want to ask you how you came out of that, how you came out of that moment. But first, I want to point out to the listener that, listen, this is, you know, we're talking to someone who's who's not only just a an amazing person, right? You can also, you can just, I think, hear that already from this interview. Um, but, but he's one of the best. He, well, he is the, he's the best in the world. He's the world champion. He's the, he's the world champion. Um, He's got a, 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 a big fan base. He's got people who love him, people who support him. And, and, um, and he felt that, right? He felt those feelings that he just described. And I want you to understand that, that, that struggle and setbacks and adversity are, are things that, that everybody faces. It's not just you, right? It, it's, also, it's also guys like Jaden, you know, world champions. And um, so I want you to realize that uh, this is part of the journey. Um, this is part of Jaden's story. And I think, I think, gosh, you know, Jaden has, has probably attracted a lot more people to him uh, by sharing things like this. So Jaden, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, how did you break out of that? How did you come through that? What, what happened? 
Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'm really blessed. You know, I don't know when I was standing there, ready to walk out in the traffic and everything. But I got a call from Shane. My phone was in my pocket, and he he calls me. He asked me, you know, where I'm at because I was missed. I was late for uh, practice. And he's the you know? is he the athletic trainer? Yeah, at the time he was. Yeah, at the time he was, and I just said, uh, I just remember I I fell to my knees. And I told bed, told him I needed help, and uh, you know, I was I was crying. And I was trying to. Nothing was making sense, and you know, I just, I was just, I just begged him for help. And uh, him and Coach Smith came out and find me, and um, and then they took me to uh, MU, uh, you know, basically mental health hospital, and I stayed there for like a week and a half, two weeks. I can't, I can't really remember fully. Um, it was kind of a blur those moments in there. Um, but I, I, you know, I stayed in there. And um, I had a few visitors and talked with people, and, but uh, for the most part, you know, I just needed time to figure my stuff out. And then um, I got out, I got released, and um, then I um, got uh, with Debbie Wright, who is a um, who is a therapist there at Mizzou. And then um, I moved out to Mike Ironman's actually. Um, I just needed a place to kind of stay away from everything and everyone. And Mike was your high school like, wrestling club coach. Is that right? He was, he was my club coach when I was a kid, but he's coached me all through my life, you know, yeah. even to this day, you know, I, he's a, he's a very intricate part of my, my life, um, as a person and as a wrestler. So, I mean, like he, he took me into to his home and, you know, I stayed in his house in the basement and, um, I had my own room and it was rough, man. It was very rough. You know, I'm, the first night back, first night out of the um, of the hospital, you know, I was still very, um, I don't know if unstable is, I, I just wasn't with it really. I wasn't my normal self still. And, you know, I have, um, I had, I had serious um, just problems and I was, my mind was kind of just going everywhere, every which way. And, um, you know, actually I remember we were playing poker once. He wanted to play poker just to do something and get our minds off, um, off everything and, and trying to help me out. And I, uh, and I, I one, I don't know why he wanted to play poker. He knows I suck at poker. <laughs> um, but he, but he wanted to play and like everyone's playing and like, I'm, I'm like, I kid you not. I'm so freaked out and I'm so distraught. Like I, I actually, actually still have the scar, um, from, from when I like, uh, I was so distraught that I actually, I scratched my arm so bad just with my nails that, um, actually tore the skin away from, from, from my, uh, forearm on my left arm. Wow. Um, you know, so I was, I was freaking out and, and like, there's just a lot of things I was still battling and, you know, and Mike did a great job of, you know, knowing when I needed him and knowing when to, um, when to kind of let me deal with it on my own. You know, I had trouble sleeping. I'd, I'd had I'd go nights without sleep. You know, I'd have nights where I'd go out and run, or or nights where I'd I'd just go out in the wrestling room and start doing stance and motion, or working out, or doing something to get my mind off, or to or I would physically have to drain myself to the point where I I physically couldn't stay awake anymore just so I could fall asleep. Um, you know, because I I would have these these uh these flashbacks and nightmares in my sleep. You know, I would have to completely deplete myself to 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 finally go to sleep because the fear that was within me, you know, was so strong that I wouldn't, uh, I would fight going to bed. I wouldn't do it. 
you know, um, I didn't want to see or relive the things that I, I relived because it was like experience, everything like it just happened. And then, um, and so then I went, um, to Debbie and, and Debbie was very helpful and, and giving me, you know, giving me the, uh, a platform to kind of talk these things out and working with me so that, um, you know, I was more so working through it myself. Like she was there, but she was kind of, she was more so a guide rather than a, um, director, you know, she she would kind of guide me, but I had to come to the conclusion myself because I, I struggled, like I said, I struggled with even seeing myself in a good light. And, you know, and I would say that I would say, you know, things like I wasn't, I wasn't important. I wasn't worth it. I was, I'm hopeless. There's this and that. And she was very adamant about telling me that I was something, you know, and that, and that I needed to believe that too. And, and being, um, very intricate and like just a lot of sessions with her and she she's worked with me with a lot of things and I got on medication um to help me sleep and uh for my depression um I've had a medi- uh, some the medication that would even keep me from dreaming um you know and so she she definitely helped me out a lot and in doing that and becoming a little bit more balanced I was able to have more conversation with her and and understand who I wanted to be and, and understand the things that happened to me. And there were some things that I, I had to accept that were very hard to, um, to do and that she helped me through. Um, there were some things that she helped me accept that I was before I was not willing to, and I didn't want to. And, um, you know, and Mike also was a great help and being someone I could talk to about these things. Um, and just being someone that would just listen more so than, than speak, you know, he's someone that would just kind of listen. But when he did speak, you know, when you actually listen, you know, you usually come back with something that, that's uh, worth saying. And so that's kind of what his role and, you know, giving me a place that I could come out to, that I could just kind of be free and, and figure myself out and was away from the world a little bit and was a little piece of my past that was, that I enjoyed and really cherished. Yeah. So, I mean, like there's a lot of things. I think I was like surrounded myself with good people, you know, and had people that had my back through those times as well. You know, I, I have a program for the listener, you know, that I have a program called reveal your path and, and a big part of that program. Well, the, the, the number one area where we work on setting goals is relationships. It's so important to have people, right? Just people, people, when it comes down to it at the end of the day, people are what matters and having those people in your life. And I'm, I'm just glad to hear that, uh, you know, you had the right people in your life, Jaden. And, and the other, the other part of the program, again, for the listener is the environment of excellence it is, is putting yourself in an environment where you can be successful and whether that success means winning a world championship or, 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 or just getting to a place mentally, um, where, where you feel value and you feel your life is valued. It's, it's so important to, have have that environment of excellence. Like we understand what that means in terms of athletics, right? You know, we know that it means having the right people around you and having the resources and writing down your goals and all that thing, all that, those sorts of things. But but it's also it's important in every area of your life. It's not just about about winning championships. It's just not not just about you know making a million dollars or whatever that goal might be for you. But it's uh, but it, but that applies to every area of your life. And Jaden, can you, you know, it's so fascinating just to hear, hear your story and, and, you know, that intermingled with the success, the amount of success that you have is just, 
inspiring and incredible and, and you know, just such a, a, a part of what you makes your story so magnetic to so many people. Um, what, can I ask you this, Jaden? What habits do you have that you feel have set you apart and have helped you achieve success? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that work really hard, right? Um, but but you you have achieved success that, that few others have ever achieved. Can you, can you tell us about maybe what habits, a habit or a key habit or habits that you do or that you have that you feel set you apart? Um, well, I think, I think one thing is, um, I, I'm not, I, I think I'm willing to, uh, you know, pick up anything from, from anyone, you know, and I'm able to not, not only pick those things up, whether it be a, a mental side of things or a, uh, how do I say, or a technique and, and make it my own or make it my own understanding. You know, I'm able to, um, to like just pick up a lot of things from other people. And I think a big thing too, that other people need to understand too, is like my, my mentality, I believe sets me apart too. Um, because with my mentality, I'm a little bit more free, you know, than, than other, than other wrestlers. I feel like talk about that a little you know, bit. I, I think like, that that's important. That, that was something that helped me at a much lower level. Um, but uh, help me break through and finally let go of winning. But I felt once I finally got to that that point where I felt free to wrestle and, and compete at my best um, and, and, and do anything at my best, um, it, it was like taking my foot off the parking brake. Um, tell us about that, that mindset of, of you talked about being free. Well, I think, I think fun creates freedom. And, you know, I, I've always looked to this sport to, I shouldn't say always, but like, you know, once I kind of figure this out, that when I wrestle my best is when I'm just having fun, you know, and when I, you know, and that affects everything from, from my conditioning to my, how I hit technique to what I'm willing to, to like, I'm not just looking at a shot, I'm taking it, you know, it's just this minute difference, you know, like I'm actually having, having fun with this. And, you know, what's, what's funny is like people want to say, well, when you're winning, it's fun. So you have to wait till you win to have fun. So you're miserable all the way up to the whole thing <laughs> yeah. to then have fun finally. That doesn't make sense. And why would I want to live my life just to have a little bit of fun? And then I wasted the rest of my life being miserable. That makes no sense to me. That's not the life I want to live. Um, so, you know, like I want to have fun through this whole thing. So like I look to enjoy every aspect of the sport, the whole process, you know, from the conditioning to to the, the rep after rep after rep to, um, I mean, to basically to anything, to any part of me that I'm, I'm putting towards this sport, I'm looking to enjoy it to the utmost of fullest. And the reason why fun does allow you, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it, it frees you to wrestle to your utmost best because, like, let me give you an example. You ever have a, an important test to take? Sure. You, you ever, yeah, a really important test. Let's say you're in high school. Yeah. The final test is worth 50% of your grade, right? You have a B in that class. You have to pass this class, right, or whatever, right? You have to pass this test. And yet you are miserable trying to, even though this thing is, this thing is really important, you really don't care for it, you don't want to do it, it doesn't really matter, it means a lot for you to pass this test and move on to the next grade, right? And yet you don't, you won't put your full effort towards it. Some people don't, you know, you, I remember there's some tests I studied right before the test to take it. Right. And it's just like, all right, sure. well, good luck, you know? And, and I, and, 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 and that's just a, a reality of what, of what it was. Um, but 
let's say this, you play a basketball game, right? It's a pickup basketball game. This game means nothing to the world. It means nothing to you. It means nothing. You're playing the game with your friends, and you're going to have fun with it. You're going to enjoy it, and you go all out for this game. You, you're going out there. You're playing defense. You're jumping. You're jumping for rebounds. You you're know, free. You're, you're shooting the ball. You're doing everything for this game that means absolutely nothing in the in the real world. But yet, in that moment, you're giving everything that you have yeah. for this what for this minute thing. You know. How do you step on the mat with the world championship on the line and say, "I'm going to go out here and have fun," versus the fear of failure? Right? How do you? Let go and be free while everything's on the line. Accepting that failure is a possibility. Yeah. You know, accepting that failure, no matter what you do at some point in somewhere, it is inevitable that it's going to find you and it's going to, it's going to happen. Um, I know there are people that say they don't accept failure. No, 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 that's not true. You don't accept disappointment. Failure is going to happen whether you like it or not. You know, everyone's experienced you're going to experience failure. You don't have a choice in the matter. That's just the way life works. That's the way life is always going to be, right? What you do have a choice in is whether or not you linger in that failure, whether or not you linger in disappointment or not. Disappointment is, is, a, kill, is, is a killer of, of hope and it is a killer of confidence. It is not the failure itself. You know, it's going to happen whether you want it to happen or not. Um, so you have to accept that it may happen. And then accepting that, you don't have to know, you no longer have to fear it. You no longer have to be afraid of it, you know, but I will say this too, is like when you, if you're so afraid of failure, then why hold yourself back with everything, you know, from why hold yourself back from taking that shot, from going for the points for, for, uh, you know, looking for the scores. Why hold yourself back then? If you're so afraid of failure, why is it that so many wrestlers are afraid of failure yet they go out there and they hold back from what they've trained to do? Yeah. You know, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Right, so when you accept that failure and you understand that it may happen, and yeah. you accept that that may be the case, and you're willing to go out there and give it your all, um, you know, you give yourself more of an opportunity than to go out there and be free and to win um, rather than lose. Because if you're willing to do that, this is something that everyone around the world struggles with. Everyone around the world struggles yes. with, you know, failure, the fear of failure. Yes. So if you can overcome that, you'll be ahead. I'd be willing to say you'll be ahead. Probably about 90, 95% of your competition anyway. Yep. And that's in anything. So I want to translate this for the listener who's not, you know, not competing for world championships like Jaden is, but you're out in the real world. You know, maybe you have a family or you're in a relationship or you, you have a job or a business or you have this health and health goal, right? Like let go of the failure, right? Let go of the outcome and focus on the process, pro- focus on having fun, focus on enjoying the journey, focus on being in the moment and being where you are right now and finding the enjoyment in that, finding the positive in that and, and being okay with, with failure. Because like Jaden said, it, it, it's going to happen. So your best chance, your best bet is to move forward and, and do your best and have fun and be okay. If you fail, be like, okay, just, just be be understanding that, that that's part of the process, whether it's a sales call you have to make, whether it's uh, uh, you know 20 pounds that you want to lose or a marathon that you want to train for or a job interview that you want to ace or a business that you want to start or a book that you want to write or a relationship that you want to fix. Like All this translates. All this translates because this is 
this is this is real life stuff. Just wrestling and, and sports are, are a microcosm for for the real world. So, Jaden, thank you for that. Let me let me ask you this: Have you uh, can you share with us a moment where you failed, where you failed, and maybe you did feel self doubt? And I know you know when we look from the outside in, doesn't doesn't really appear like you failed very much because uh, you know multiple you know I think four time state champion, three time NCAA champion, world champion now. Um, but can you take us to a moment where where you failed and maybe you felt felt some doubt in that um you know i i think for the most part you know i i think i failed like my sophomore year i think i felt failure you know um i don't know if i felt self-doubt though in that because you know i i knew and it was one of those things where i i i think i failed the utmost fairly because the worst you know things about about failure or worst types of failures whenever you know you know, you're doing, I was, I must, I was doing things wrong in my life. Translated on the mat, I was doing things wrong. Right. So like I was, I was doing things wrong as far as when it came to, um, it came to my life. And the thing that really dug in deep with me was that I knew it, you know, and you, and you knew, and I knew it. And I, and I, and for some reason I didn't change it. You know, I didn't change my, change my ways. I didn't change my mind. And, you know, I think that for me, what led to me, you know, being upset with myself. Um, I don't know if I had self doubt because, you know, I knew that if I did things right, I could have been a champion in my, my sophomore year, you know, my, or at least my chances would have been, been higher. Um, but I knew I didn't do everything right. And I didn't do things right. And I knew it. And I still went down that path of doing things wrong. And, and I didn't change that, but, when I, after that, after I did fail, I went to NCAAs and I took fifth, um, you know, and then I, I went back to my coach and I was like, here's the things I'm going to change. Here's the things that we need to change. And here's what I'm going to do. Like, and knowing that I had failed and knowing how I realized I had already had a, a plan set up or already not plan set up, but footnotes where I already, I knew what I was doing wrong. So I knew what I needed to correct. And so then I already had kind of a map laid out of what needed to change. And then um, I had the people around me, like, once again, talk about having the network around you that helped me to uh, achieve those, um, achieve my goals and uh, make the changes I needed. I love it. So for the listener, just understand that, you know, when you do fail, not if, but when you do fail, that it doesn't have to be accompanied by doubt. It can be accompanied by, hey, listen, this is actually what caused me to fail. Uh, I can make these changes. I can make these adjustments. And now I have the, uh, the, the value of hindsight to look back and go, okay, next time I can change this. So, um, so I want to listener to sort of translate that into to real world, what they can, you know, how they can really use that. So. Jaden, thank you so much for making time to come on this show. Um, your story is amazing. Uh, you've got a lot more fans now just uh, just because you came on here and you got a lot more people who are going to follow you. So uh, speaking of that, can you tell us uh, how to find you, how to follow you on social media, uh, and, and anybody else that uh, that you want to recognize or, or talk about anything you want to, to, to share at this point? For sure. If you want to find me on uh, Facebook, uh, my name is J.C. Cox. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's, uh, Matt matrix, um, underscore 8692. Um, and if you want to find me on Instagram, it's, uh, at J M I Z underscore C U S A. Um, and I want to give a shout out to all my sponsors to Nike grit, um, college wrestler recruiting. Um, you know, these guys 
the wonderful Pure and Clean. They've they've just done a great job. I mean, I I really like, I, and I want to also want to say this for a hint for for those who are listening and who knows if there's younger ones going to be listening to this. You know, when you when you go into a you know, especially with sponsors and stuff, uh, the thing about these guys about these sponsors that the people that I work with are genuinely good people, um, and I encourage you to uh, to uh, to find people like that that you can get behind that are good people because usually their character is going to going to lead you lead them into their business as well. So how they carry themselves is very important. So I mean, uh, these guys do a tremendous job of how they carry themselves, how they treat me keep me on the mat, supplying me with equipment and, um, allowing me to help the sport grow. So, um, it's, it's awesome. It's been awesome working with them and I look forward to the future with them. Awesome. Jaden, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story and for the listener. We'll have links to everything that Jaden just mentioned there in the action plan. Again, Jim com slash action. Jaden, thank you. And, uh, look forward to following you. No problem. Thank you for having me. And for the listener, until next time, take the time to get clear on your goals and embrace failure as a stepping stone on your path to success.